Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality. I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. Okay, so before I introduce the guest, I want to ask you guys a quick favor. I promise it will only take a minute. If you can please go to iTunes, give me a five-star rating, a short, short review, glowing, of course, would be preferable. I would really appreciate it. Today on the podcast, it's a reality star turned normal person. Well, as much as that is possible. We first got to know Gretchen Bonaducci about 13 years ago with the show Breaking Bonaducci. It was really one of the best real documentary programming TV shows I'd ever seen. It was on VH1. It was actually super ahead of its time because it was really gritty and just very fly on the wall. So we saw a lot of intense scenes with um, Gretchen's then husband, Danny Bonaducci. You know him from the Partridge family, of course. He was struggling with addiction, his marriage, but the woman behind the man often gets overlooked. And in this story, Gretchen not only survived the dysfunctional marriage and the show, but she's got a lot of story to tell. Her book, Surviving Agent Orange and Other Things I Learned from Being Thrown Under the Partridge Family Bus is out now on Amazon. It is really funny and very heartfelt. I really enjoyed it and I really enjoyed talking to Gretchen. So here we go. Gretchen. Hello. I'm so happy you're here. Oh my gosh. You don't even know. Like, I am so happy that anyone is interested in me at all. So thank you. Oh, of course. (laughs) Yeah. No, I loved you. I loved you on Breaking Bonaducci. And now I love you on my podcast. So I always start by saying how we got introduced. We were introduced um, through email by Shara Weiss, who's kind of become a friend of mine through I don't know, social media, I guess. I love her. Yeah. She has been so supportive about this book and has tried to help me connect. Like with you, for instance, you wouldn't probably even want to talk to me. had she. I would want to talk to you. I just didn't know you had a book that was coming out and I didn't know the book would be so good. Oh, my gosh. It has been a long process and I'm so happy that it's about to be out there. But terrified, you know, because yeah, I'm putting course. it out there it's to be baby. judged. Yeah. And people are going to like it and people are going to hate it. I don't see how people are going to hate it. First of all, if you want to read it, you're going in already interested, right, in what you have to say. Well, and I think you deliver. I tried. You know, I'm like, let's make the cover look really awesome so people will just pick it up and go, oh, I wonder this looks, who is this? And then I have great people that have endorsed my book, like Sheree Curry from The Runaways, oh. Susan Olson. They're all my friends. So I think hooking, the, and Adrian Curry also is writing my foreword. Oh, so fun. I'm hoping that will get some people that ordinarily might not be interested in me who are fans of them go, yeah. oh, well, if they think she's cool, maybe she's cool. Yeah, well, also sort of like the whole Danny Bonaduce of it all, just curiosity of like what it was like to live with him and endure. I mean, you you really, you don't hold back. No, I don't. I, I tried to be fair, though. I think yeah, you I were said very, actually. a lot of nice things that were true. And the mean things that I say, I'm really just relaying a story. So Yeah, it didn't feel mean-spirited. It actually felt funny. I mean, yes, you're very funny. I, I will say anyone who wants to read your book, and you should read it because it was very unexpected. I I told you, I emailed you and I said, like, I just have to tell you how much I'm enjoying this and how funny you are because I don't know how to describe your wit. I guess it's almost a little dry. Yes. You know, and, and sarcastic. Yeah. And a little silly. Like, I, silly. I am kind of a goof. I, I totally yeah. get that. I yeah. But it's a very, um, I would say what shines through other than the humor, which is really like made me LOL a lot, is um, you're, you're, you seem very kind and very positive. And I feel like that came through. Yeah, I I tried to be. You know, if I say anything mean, 
A, it's true. Like, I did not make up any crap about anyone. Yeah, but like when you were slagging on someone, you're like, they're a real jerk. Like, that was the worst. Like, I'm like, if I hate someone, I do not say jerk. Well, I I told my editor, I'm like, you know, I think I might have used the F word too much. So he like pulled up how many times I'd used it. He goes, I don't think I really see that many F words. I was going to say, I didn't notice it once. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, my parents are Southern Baptists. They're going to read the book. They're not going to be that happy, I think. Uh, They're telling all their friends. I'm like, you know, you might not want to tell your friends about this That's funny. No, it's not really. I mean, even your sexual escapades are very PG, honestly. Well, because I am. You're a PG. I was raised Southern Baptist. I've never kissed a girl. I've never had a threesome. I've never done anything weird (laughs) like that. so boring. I know, I know. But, you know, if it's just me and a guy, uh, uh, everything's, let's go. (laughs) So. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, no, I definitely think um, it was. So the book is. It's really about your journey, and it kind of cuts back and forth between your childhood and right. kind of how you got to where you are, and then sort of like all the crazy years with Danny and a little bit up until today. So there's a lot to cover. I feel like the most, you know, for me, I just, I watched Breaking Bonaducci. I thought, it, I was talking to my husband. <laughs> this is kind of funny, but I don't know if you'll think it's probably not funny, but I just have to say it. I may end up cutting it out later. Oh, but my God. I'm already my, laughing. My husband asked me who I was having on, and I said, Gretchen Badaducci. He, he said, wait, is that? I said, yeah, it's Danny. But I said, remember, Danny Badaducci. And I swear to God, he goes, yeah, but he's dead. Oh, oh <laughs> I go, my God. What? I go, no, I just looked him up on Twitter yesterday. He's not dead. He's like, oh, I thought he was dead. People totally Horrible. ask me. They're like, what happened to him? Uh, because, you know, he recovered. He was kind of a joke in the industry. When we got married, no one took him seriously. The sad thing was he was so talented and very smart and Brilliant. very funny, but he just kept shooting himself in the foot. Yeah. And then I came in, you know, and just kind of took over and repaired, helped repair his reputation, which took us years to do. But he did such a great job. He ended up being on a show with Dick Clark and Mario Lopez. And that was a Disney show. And this was after that whole, you know, incident in Phoenix when he was arrested for picking up a sex worker. Yeah, no, it's pretty amazing what you were able to do. And we'll get into that in a minute. So um, just spoiler alert, is he okay now? Like I did some a little digging. It seems like he's been sober for a while, uh, as far says, as you know. Yeah, right. yeah. see, that's the thing with him. You it just doesn't really well, matter what he says. Yeah, yeah, addicts are great liars. Yeah. So um, I don't know, but I hope so. I mean, he hasn't been in trouble. Right, I was so just going to say, we haven't seen any National Enquirer yeah, headlines. Yeah, yeah. And he's married, and I he has a lovely that. wife. I, um, you guys either, get along. Yeah, I like her. I mean, everyone yeah. either says I'm the old version of her, or she's the chubby version of me. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but OMG. Yeah. It's I, a little jarring. I I can see it. I, can I say see chubby it. version of you for yeah. sure. No, I mean, that was a little bit. I was like, he has a type for sure. Yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, I've seen the women he dated before me. I mean, his first wife was Asian. Right. That's right. Yeah. And the girl before me had like black hair. So so his type is woman willing, with really willing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> willing is his type. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you said, I mean, he's basically was a sex addict above all. Well, that's what they had diagnosed him as. And they said, if you don't address this, this is your underlying issue, then nothing can really be done. Like, you need to figure this one out and then we can start doing the alcohol and the drugs. But I just feel I mean, and that's why on Breaking Bonaduce, I would get so mad when he would say, oh, you don't like sex and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? I could have banged you 10 times a day and <laughs> any opportunity <laughs> yeah, that you had to get away with it, you would have. And I totally believe that. It, it just wouldn't have been enough. Oh, ever. 
Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And that's a typical also projection to make yeah. to justify the cheating. Right. Right. Ugh, I no, can't. I yeah, me either. Me. <laughs> I never ever would accept that. You know, enabler, okay. If you have to put me in your box. <laughs> fine. Yeah, fine, fine. I'm check it off. I'm sure I well, am. Well, I feel like you were less an enabler and more of a fixer. Like you you were sort of Pollyanna-ish in the idea that yeah. you could fix if I could just get my hands on him, keep yep. him on the straight and narrow, hide his fixer. keys, you yeah. know, and, and give him all these opportunities. Then, But it's like addicts will find the hour that you're not watching them oh, to yeah. get into trouble. It's kind of amazing. Oh, yeah, and they will make sure you can't watch them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. But also, but, it's interesting. Like with that was you know twelve years ago, the, the height of Breaking Bonaduce. I know there was lots of shit before and after, but yeah. you know that was kind of before social media, before we were addicted to our phones. Like, can right. you imagine like what you'd have to deal with today? You know, I'm a little grateful because <laughs> it was not a good experience for my child. Right when we did Breaking Bonaduce, the boards they just started doing it, and um. I didn't factor that in, you know, like I didn't factor in my 10 year old daughter could get online and read all the horrible things people were saying. And that was not positive for her. I mean, that's one thing I would caution any people that have children not to put them on. And and if if it's a show where you're going to act like an asshole, you probably shouldn't uh, (laughs) do it anyway, you know, because I feel like putting her on definitely damaged her for sure. But I'm not sure even if we had kept her off. She still could have seen. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Do you regret other than, first of all, your daughter, gorgeous. Mm, I went so on your beautiful. Instagram. Oh, is she modeling? Yeah. Okay, good. Because she needs to be modeling. Mm. Um, other than that regret, do you regret doing the show again had she not, not been on Not for one it? second. Okay. I am so proud of that show. I know it helps people. And it was the first, in my opinion, really true reality show. Yes. You know, oh, we originally exactly. sold it as Rock and Roll Dinner Party. That was a pilot we shot. I don't think Danny and I would have been brave enough to do that show had we known what was going to happen. Okay, so let's yeah. back up. Tell that story. So it was your idea, right. this is an interesting story, with VH1 and 3Ball right. to do a show called Rock and Roll Dinner Party. What was the concept? Well, we pitched it to 3Ball. They loved it. So we made a meeting with VH1. They loved the idea. We shot the pilot. and um, it Who was, was the executive at the time? Do you remember at VH1? Uh, J.D. Roth. Oh, yeah, it was no, J.D. no, no, Roth. at 3Ball, but at oh, VH1. Uh, Jeff Old. Old. Yep, it. Jeff Old. Um, and so it was the concept was rock and roll dinner party. Rock stars would come over. It was a potluck. Everybody had to bring their favorite dish. And then we shot, you know, how it unfolded. And they said to us, you know what? We don't like the show, but we love you, too. So we're going to give you guys the show. So what was it about you guys on that show that they saw potential wise? Um, were you arguing? Uh, well, one of the things that we were going to do either way was therapy. And we were the first ones to really do it. And um, I... How did the therapy fit into that concept, though? uh, Well, it was a reality show. So the main part of the show was going to be the dinner party, but we were always going to do the therapy. Oh, I see. Okay, so it was like kind of the pilot. Oh, sorry. It was kind of following you guys before the party. Yeah. And then therapy was a part of that. Exactly. Okay. And so... I wanted to talk about it because I felt like people in this town needed to know or not even just everywhere. Like it is not easy to live with the person who's famous in this town. There's temptation on every corner. And so I found out about the affair before we started shooting the show. But I didn't want to deal with it till we were shooting because I didn't want to recreate things like if we were going to do this. We were going to do it real. And so we waited until... 
you know, we were actually suiting because I didn't want to go, oh, remember that time when you were really mad and then you said that and then I said this. So let's just do that. Like, I didn't want any of that. You're, so. so you're a producer and a producer's dream. Yes. Because I can't yeah. tell you like that never happens. Right. I mean, my second show that I won, it was way more set yeah. up. All than, right. Hold on. Yeah. Gretchen, we have so much to talk about. Know, we're not we even do. there yet because <laughs> I mean, I'm going to break down every step. There's just so much. So yeah. but but really, like the fact that you knew that that realness would make for such great drama, which it did. Yeah, I didn't want to do it if You're we so weren't going to do Danny it. But Danny was okay with that, too? Yeah. I mean, Because he, he got it. And and it was super brave of him because it didn't in particular make him look good. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And you well, wanted Dr. Jen Berman. Who, I did. And, and so yeah. talk about that. That's an well, interesting. Well, we shot kind of, her in the so pilot. she was in the pilot. She was, she was pilot. your friend. She was my friend. I'm very much helping my friends, like Love always. It. Whenever I can get my friends to do anything, I put them on. You know, because I'm loyal. Like, I want to help people that have helped me. God bless so you. So I, she was my friend, liked her, shot the pilot with her, and they felt like his personality was too strong and it would appear like he was beating up on a female. So they wanted a guy to be the, um, uh, you know, the therapist, which probably maybe in the end <laughs> turned was out probably to worse because he was threatened, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, but he's good, great drama. guy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I know Danny was always feeling like, why is he always siding with you? And I'm yeah. like, well, who isn't going to side yeah. with me? Although my yeah. father, who's a therapist, always mm. says that in couples therapy, the therapist always has to side with the guy a little more or else the guy will stop going. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't have that, I <laughs> right. think. But there was no way There's that no other he could. Side, right? Yeah, you couldn't side with him. He was just so, you know, crazy yeah. that everything he said, like, do you remember the one episode where he broke the cup on his head and yes. he kept demanding that I say I I love him or that I was in love with him. And I'm like, no, I, I, I don't even know that I like you. Like, I'm not going to be pushed into because I'm on TV saying something I don't want to say to you. And I'm thinking the world's going to go, what is wrong with her if I do say that? You know, he and he never understood that. Like, he didn't understand trying to make me say something with the way he was acting was not. I didn't feel that way anyway, but it would have made me look crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. As yeah. side note, have you on your own since then researched course of control with abusers, abusers and everything? Because he's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Uh, no, not really. I mean, I feel like I uh, have been able to. I'm just a really strong person. <laughs> yes, I really am. Well, the fact that you were. OK, so you've you've brushed over it, but let's talk a little bit about. So you found out about this affair. He had actually taken up with somebody yep. at the radio station, and he moved her down the block from you. Yeah, uh, uh, not the radio station, a, a different station. But <laughs> I had to be careful because, you know, that's the one thing when I change someone's name. It's not because yeah. I'm trying to be kind to them. It's because <laughs> so I don't want to get, get sued. sued. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So um, Off mic, Gretchen, off mic. You will yes. reveal all. Because I'm curious because I know you said she went on to have her own show. Yeah, I can't say because I okay. don't want that to be on me. Honestly, yeah. I do not say her name because I know it's out there and let that be on someone else to expose her because I don't. Yeah, I mean, well, you I know what? I can to. probably just Google. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. So, so I can't even imagine... I mean, obviously, you knew you didn't marry a Boy Scout. Right. And you also knew him for six hours before you got married. Yeah, that, that's not exactly right. true. But well, it was very It was very fast. It was short. Yeah. Within the same yeah. day, more or less. Uh, no, probably <laughs> within the same 72 hours. Okay. <laughs> I don't You're right. You knew him for so much, <laughs> so much longer. I love it. So, But the fact that you've stayed married for 16 years is kind 18. of— 18. Well, oh, I thought it was 18 till the final divorce. Yes, but okay, I count every second. Yeah, you're yeah, like, time yeah, served. Credit yeah, for time exactly. served. <laughs> so, so he moves the girlfriend down the block. 
talk. Right. You find out. Mm-hmm. And the funniest part to me was that you are you basically said in the book, I should have left him then, but there was no fucking way I was going to let this woman be my kid's stepmom. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So sheer will. You're mm-hmm. like, I will stay in this just to just to get make her Make sure away. she's gone. Yeah. Right. And so that was my plan. Like, I'm just going to make sure because he can marry anyone else, but not her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I had letters from, because they would write letters and I made him go get them because I was worried about a sexual harassment suit. And now I'm coming from, that's half my money. Yeah. Now, if, you know, that's we smart. get into, yeah. You now, had, you had the foresight you know, even I'm back before stupid. me too. <laughs> yeah, so. You're ahead of the movement. I really was. And so I would read while she was like, I will be stepmother to the children and I will pick them up from school. And I'm like, oh, no, no you won't, bitch. Oh, no, you won't. Wow. So, yeah. So I just was adamant that no matter what and no matter who he ended up with, it just wasn't going to be her, you know. And had he left me and was honest with me, I could have dealt with it. But like that, uh-uh. I was not going to be humiliated like that and then and let her end up with him. You know, I felt like I've worked so hard to get you to this point. And that was kind of also why I was sort of oblivious to it, because I'd be like, I can't even fathom that someone would treat me this way after everything I've done for you. And, you know, it was hard. Yeah. And so how did I mean, do you ever. You didn't love him at that point, right? I mean, or or you had love for him, but you had fallen out I, of love. You know, I had compassion for him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about love. I mean, I even said, let's go on a trip and see if we even have fun together anymore because I really was just kind of done with being treated like that. And what finally made me leave was Dr. Phil. You know, I was watching an episode and he said children would rather be from a bad situation than in one. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm keeping my children in a bad situation. Like, this is not fair to them. And I knew in six months, I'm going to be in this exact same spot. (laughs) Right. You know, like, he would be good. Then he would be bad again. Then he'd be good. Then he'd be bad. I'm like, I can't be on this anymore. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to my kids. And I just don't want to do it. You know, I don't. Do you think that coming from your childhood of kind of moving around as a military kid, losing Mm -hmm. your mom at such a young age at seven, right? Mm -hmm. It was super traumatic. Do you feel like you you sort of had that survivor mentality of like bad things happen, but you just deal with it? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, and I'm sure that's uh, a lot of the reason people stay in bad situations when they lose people early. You don't want to let anyone else go, you know, and also being raised in such a religious household in a way, it victimizes you because you're so conditioned. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Mm. Keep your marriage together. You know, so I was putting up with a lot of things because I felt like it was the right thing and the Christian thing, you know. And I did kind of like that people are like, oh, you're a saint. You're a saint. You know, <laughs> it I made you feel good. It did. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. Right, right. Yeah, but really when you're isn't. in it, you're, you're yeah. in it. And mm-hmm. so when you started filming the show, back to the show, um, did you think it was going to save your marriage? Do you think it was, did you, like, what was the, what was in the back of your mind? I honestly didn't know. I honestly did. I felt like here's a fun thing we can do together because I had no idea it was going to go that direction. Right. You know, and so after, you know, her, the affair, and then we got the show and I was thinking, well, I'm open to let's see what happens. We have something fun to do. We can work on it and see where we go and, you know, I had no idea it was going to go that way 
no way. And then the second season, we basically did to try to repair the damage from the first season. And, and it then, got worse. yeah, yeah. It what was, was this? Was the second season? Uh, I'll never forget because it was like the first time in reality TV that I had seen the fourth wall broken. So yeah. with the producers, yeah, I think we were the first show where they finally said producers don't have to get into the car when someone's drinking because right, he would be. Well, that so was out of his mind, yeah. and they'd go follow him, and the producer, and like, I'm not getting hell no. Yeah, and so I think that changed it where you couldn't allow that anymore. I mean, now you see everybody Uber, and yeah, you know, but uh, right. at that time, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was no like guidelines for how you did things. So, and I do think ours was the first show where they broke the is it called the fourth wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, well, because he was doing drugs on camera. Yeah. Um, there was that scene, I, I don't remember first or second season, on the street with the producers outside his car where he was just going mental. Oh, right. Uh, then, when he wanted them, uh, someone to bring him to the W because I was there having the birthday party. Right, right, with the strippers. Yeah, and he had found out about that and he was just gone sideways and insane and they didn't want to take him there. Why? I mean, as a producer, I kind of wonder why they didn't. Yeah, right. I think they were just freaked out by him probably, right? I'm sure. I mean, yeah. They they weren't really allowed to talk to us. Like I would, something would happen. I'd look at them and go, "Oh my god, did you just see that?" And they're like, "Can't yeah. say anything." <laughs> so crazy. And then what was it like when you weren't filming with him? Well, we would do four days on, three days off. Okay. And yeah, the three days off, and people would always ask me, "Do you think doing the show ruined your marriage?" I'm like, "No, this was happening in my marriage, whether uh, whether a camera was running or not." So I don't feel I feel like I had some protection, honestly. Interesting. And I feel like probably we had more fights because I felt protection with the camera crew there that I didn't let things go like I might have had there not been a camera crew there because I didn't want the fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Does that make sense? Did he ever get physically abusive with you? I would never categorize our relationship as being physically abusive, but definitely emotionally, definitely verbally. I mean, a lot of that. But no, I think he would. I mean, because he knew I'd called the cops. And, yeah. you know, I did a couple of times. Right. Where, that crazy yeah. story where then he got committed. Yep. Oh, my God. That was on the show. I mean, that was while we were filming. Oh, yeah, really? That I don't was remember a, that. Yes. Well, because you didn't see it on camera. Um, but uh, we that th- that was the night of the the stripper thing. The whole thing. It was the same right. it was the night. Same night. And then you so, poked, poked him and he slit his wrist. Yep. I mean, that was just insane. Yeah, yeah. So that was all the same night. And so that is when I was really scared because he was just... A mental case, you know, I couldn't reason with him. I grabbed the phone to try to call the police and he grabbed it out of my hand and smashed the phone. But the call had gone through. And so they showed up and he went down to answer the door and he's because we were up in our bedroom and he's like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And I ran down and I'm covered in blood because he had slit his wrist. And I'm looking, I'm going, no, it's not. No, it's not. You know, so they took him and took me and um you know, talked to us and then they took him and, you know, took him to the hospital to see how bad his wounds were. But that the camera crew had already gone home. They were like, like shit. Yeah, I'm sure they were. Yeah. I'm sure they were. But well, you'd need like 24 seven surveillance to capture everything yeah. that was going on with well, you guys. I'm sure that's why they do that now yeah. because they, they miss they don't so many miss things. It. Yeah. But I left the hotel because he kept calling and calling and calling. And I didn't like the way he sounded. And he was home with my kids. And so I was like, I'm going home. I didn't even tell all my friends were asleep. They woke up. I was gone. They were like, what the hell? Where is she? And, you know, all these things had happened in the middle of the night. So I couldn't really 
at that point, call them and let them know it was happening till, you know, later, later on. But yeah, because I have my hands full. Yeah. With, yeah. Everything. Insane. <laughs> Do you think that you were addicted to the drama in certain ways? You know, I hate drama. I yeah, really do. Right. The I, irony not, of it all. Yeah. Like even friends, if they're too much drama, I'll finally just walk away. I yeah. mean, I, I do have compa- and I like broken people for sure. Right. But there you is a that. limit that. Yeah. So, right. no, I don't think I'm addicted to drama. I don't really like it, but it's what I had. You know, it's yeah. what I had to deal with. And. So that's how it was. And you said that, you know, throughout that there were positive sides too. first of all, when he was good, he was good. But also you got exposed to lots of cool things. You got to travel. I mean, you got to really see. We had a great life together. We did a lot of really fun things. And when he was sober or at least not out of his mind, he was a lot of fun. You know, we we traveled well and went to a lot of foreign countries and bought foreign property. And oh, yeah, we, yeah, we, we did have a lot of great times together. I mean, no one was if your life was like that 24 seven, nobody would stay. So I would never want to say right. it was bad all the time. It wasn't. You know, we had a lot of great times and a lot of fun times. And the crazy times were just beyond crazy, though. And, and eventually I just couldn't deal and didn't want to. Yeah. You know, once you guys split up, was he able? Able to were you able to co-parent together in a successful way? Uh, well, he moved, so he really oh, wasn't he here. Uh, Philly first. He was in Philadelphia for a few years, and then he's been in Seattle, so he hasn't lived here in oh, probably wow. six or seven years. Okay. So, so it was pretty much all on me. Um, he did see them a couple times a year, but not. So they very don't often. really have a relationship with him. They do. Okay. You know, I would totally encourage. I told him I don't need a judge to tell me when you can see our children. The yeah. door is open. Take yeah. them anytime you would like. So, uh, you know, he had free reign to come and go whenever he wanted to. But when once he moved, he had a lot of appearances. I mean, I I don't see that as an excuse. Like I've been on planes so many times, sitting next to men, and like, oh hi. What are you doing? Oh, I'm going home to see my kids. I go back every other week. I'm like, you do? Like, I almost wanted to start weeping. Like, wow. You know, but he just didn't really come and go that much. So, but he could have, you know, and he did see them a couple times a year. Like, I don't want to say. Yeah. He never saw them because he did. And how old are they now? uh, My daughter's 23 and my son is 17. Okay, so is he getting ready to go to college? Yeah, we're starting that process right now. I actually, I mean, it's been so long since I've had to do it. I don't even, like, you have to upload everything now, and they tell you online. It's a nightmare. Did your daughter go to college? She didn't. Okay, so you didn't have to do it then. No, she she has been modeling since she was younger. Wow. Now she's getting married. Oh, she is? Yeah, she's marrying a uh, medical researcher from UCLA, and I just love him. He's He's from Manchester, England. He's 6'7", and she's like 5'3". Oh, my God. That's hilarious. (laughs) They're so cute. How'd they meet? I think OkCupid. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. She's young. 23 is young. She's 23, and I think he's like 27. Okay. And I just love him so much. He's a wonderful, wonderful man, and just treats my daughter like I mean she's way better at picking them than I am. So. I love it, and they <laughs> live here. Yeah, they do now, but I don't think they're going to be here much longer. 
He's going to be a professor, so he's applying. Uh, yeah, she's going to live in the academia world. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and why? And so the one is a count and one's a countess. Yeah, I thought it would be really. <laughs> I was awesome confused to uh, title them as their first name. So mm-hmm. on their passports, it says Count Bonaduce and Countess Bonaduce. So whenever we go to a foreign country, they're like, "Thank you, royalty." They're like, "Do you have a count and countess with you?" I'm like, "Yes, I do." And they look at their passport. They're like, "You guys can go through." <laughs> that was smart. I yeah, know. I like it. Yeah, it I, reminded me of. Um, the Countess from uh, Real Housewives of New York. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're always making fun of her. Aww. Like that she's kept the title because she's been divorced like 15 years. I would years. too, though. Yeah, I would, would too. I wouldn't? mean, once you have a title, you don't let that go. <laughs> and she always says, is Queen Latifah really a queen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, my daughter's really a countess. She really is. And my son is Count because that's her name. That's so, so funny. Yeah. And so, um, okay. So back to your life. So after you, the show ended and you and Danny broke up, but several years after that, how many years later did you actually split up? Um, well, we were married 16, and then it took okay. us two more years to divorce. And But after the show, so the show ended in 2007? Yeah, 2006-7. And uh, uh, probably like 2008? Okay. So it was the beginning yeah. of the end, yeah. basically. Yeah, no, I had had enough. Right. Yeah, I just, you know. I Well, he, and the thing was, you, it was really hard to catch people cheating before computers and phones. <laughs> and cheaters. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but um, once, you know, you have that capacity, that is how I finally figured out this guy's never going to change. Because once I would see texts from people or I'd break into his email and found out what he was up to, that's when I finally really had to go, this is never going to change. It's yeah. not. And, you know, I would pretend to be him, like text people, hi, it's Danny. Uh, how are you? And, oh, when was the last time I saw you? I can't remember. Like, you know, trying to get information so that's that I could funny. bust him. Because I just had had it. And I and I didn't want to be told again, oh, you're crazy. I would never do that Well, to he was you. gaslighting you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I wanted to believe him so much. And again, we had a family. We had kids. I wanted to keep it together. But at some point, you have to have dignity and just go, this is not going to change. And and then after the fact, I would find out all these things like girls from AA when he was going. And of course, he would find the worst AA meetings. (laughs) You know, all the strippers were there and and uh, and they were there mostly to hook up with famous guys. You know, all the famous AA meetings. And I just knew it wasn't going to change. And I just really didn't want to live like that anymore. You know, I wanted to either be by myself or find someone that at the minimum was loyal. And <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a good starting point. Yes, exactly. So you were managing Danny, but you were also producing and you had right. all these ideas mm-hmm. and, um, you know, one of them ended up getting stolen by Danny, like when you guys broke up, which was really crappy. That's sort of like a running theme throughout your book. It's like the sort of den of thieves that Hollywood is. Oh my gosh, it's just crazy. Like you cannot believe... <laughs> It's the lowest common denominator of people that you're going to deal with ever are Hollywood people. And I guess it's because the stakes are so high. The money is so high. You know, fame. People will do anything. And um, we had come up with a show because we declined to do a third season uh, of Breaking Bonaduce because we knew if we do a third season, we're going to get a divorce. And, you know, now in hindsight, I wish we had done it because <laughs> I'd like to have the, the money. Yeah, exactly. Um but we brought them a show called I Know My Kid's the Next Child Star. And that was my idea. And, of course, he says it isn't. But it was. And I believe you. Uh, because I'm telling the truth. Exactly. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I believe you. Um, we did a season of that. 
And we were divorcing at the time. And he said, please don't come to the set because I'm going to get my girlfriend a job. And I was like, I don't care. Give me my money. Give me my check. And I'll just take care of the kids because, yeah. you know, I then I didn't have to be on the set for 14 hours a day. Right. It was fine with me. It, and then it kind of turned out to be a mistake, though, because had I been on the set, you I would have established had, that you were. Involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of not a good idea. But anyway, but you weren't thinking someone was going to screw you. No, so. no. Which, you know, I'm dumb at this point <laughs> because all anyone does is screw me. It turns out. <laughs> yeah, so. you're, al- you're not alone, Gretchen. I know, I know. So then he was supposed to take the kids during a month and he wrote me and he's like, oh, honey, I'm, you know, sorry. Uh, I, I'm doing stand-up in Australia so I won't be able to take the kids every other week. I'm like, oh, of course. Like, I totally understand. It's yeah, fine. Right. And then when I got my divorce papers, I found out he had sold the show in Australia and taken me off it. And the agent knew too and none of them told me. None of them told me, just took me off. And so that's why it took us two years to divorce because I'm like, I'm not signing. Good I am for not you. signing till you make that right with me. I was so mad. I just was so blindsided by it because he it's, knew it's, it was my horrible. idea. It's yeah, horrible. It was really not cool. I mean, it's one thing when like, you know, virtual strangers screw you over, yeah. but when your husband yeah. is... And our agent, because we shared right. an agent and this production company, like they all knew and none of them told me. So and gross. It was really mean. Did you get that money, Gretchen? Uh, I did not get the money, but it got canceled after one season. <laughs> I'm like, ha ha. Well, maybe had you done the right thing. So, you know, then I signed because then it didn't matter. You right. know, it wasn't right. like I was going to get anything. That's too but, bad, though. Yeah. That's a I know. shitty feeling. It was really. But it broke, I just would it, never do that to somebody. No, but know. it. But I mean, this is why I hate to say it, but. I put everything in writing now, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but I didn't know I needed to. No, of course. Yeah. But I'm saying yeah. I've had that happen to me yeah. oh, enough me times. Oh, yeah. To oh, yeah. Know. And since then, I've had that happen to me a couple yeah, more times. No, so. it's, it's, by the way, I, me too. Yeah. It, you, we it, all have. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. by the way, the re, you also can only protect yourself to a point usually. Right. And you just think, still think if you're a good person, you think other people are going to be good people. And it just doesn't work that way. No, no. You know, not I mean, in this town. It, it doesn't. really doesn't. It's, it's disheartening. Yeah. Well, I had a, um, opportunity to be on a show in Canada and you know because I had made such great relationships that's the one point I wanted to make is I did get a lot of help afterwards because people liked me and they would take my call and take my pitches and and I didn't think that was going to be the case so uh uh there was a show in Canada called ex-wives of rock I think was what they finally settled on the name and uh, I was supposed to be a cast member on the show because I shot the um, pilot with Bobby Brown and Sharice Neal. And I don't think Athena Lee had been cast at that time, but she ultimately was on. And so they kept trying to sell it. Could not get any traction here. I go, well, you know what? Let me open up my contacts in Canada. Let me see. They might be interested. And they're like, you would do that? I'm like, yeah, a job for you is a job for me. You know, I'm a cast member. So why wouldn't I try to help? the show along so it ended up they bought the show but they wouldn't let me be on as a cast member because they're like well technically she wasn't married to a rock star I'm like uh hello the Partridge (laughs) family yes and I thought it would be a funny slant that here's all these you know right hardcore rockers cred yeah Yeah. and then me and show Danny with the bass you know hilarious so so they said well we'll take care of you you can be reoccurring I'm like no F you F you we knew this could happen and I already said to you it's fine if I'm reoccurring but I want writing credit because in Canada all the producers have to be oh uh, Canadian at that point in time, I don't know if it's changed since then. No, it, and, it, it's the same. Yeah, because I've, I've run into that. But I said I'll take writing credit, 
and reoccurring if that happens. And and they're like, well, they said no. So then I just was furious. I'm like, F you, F you all. And um, I'm just forget it. Like, I don't want to be on your show. And I mean, I was just livid. I didn't get out of bed for a week. That one hurt. That one really, really hurt. I was so upset. So a year goes by, I block all of them, you know, because yeah. I'm like, They're dead oh, to me. oh, we're all in Aspen yeah. having fun. I'm just like, I was so mad. I was wow. like, oh, my God. I don't blame you. So block them all. And now a year goes by and I'm stewing and stewing. So I tell a friend of mine this whole situation. He goes, you want your money? He goes, I'll get you your money. And he wasn't a lawyer. He wasn't anything. I go, you know what? You try to get me my money. That would be awesome. So this guy starts calling Shaw Media in Canada, like every five minutes, calling. Um, I represent Gretchen Bonaduce, and he's yelling at them, going, "I am the meanest Jew in Los Angeles, and I am going to get her her money." And and finally gets to the top, like the head person at Shaw Media. He's like, "Who is this Gretchen Bonaduce? Why is this guy calling every five minutes saying we owe her money?" So the producer of that show, who I was very, who was the person I sent it to in the first place, she calls me. She's like. Gretchen, what's going on here? And I said, well, I'm kind of mad, you know. Want my money. Uh, you know, gave you the show. It ended up going. I ended up with nothing. She goes, why didn't you just tell me? Because I feel like you're right. Like, you should have come to me. And I was like, well, I didn't want to involve you, you know. And so they ended up paying me what I would have made as a cast member for the first year. So I did get paid for oh, it. Oh, I like that and then put resolution. Me on, if I could only work with Canadians forever, right. that's all right. I would work with. They are the most ethical, nice people, you know. <laughs> and they were like, the only thing we have to say is never, ever let that guy call us again. <laughs> and the guy was like oblivious. He's like screaming Sarah at them though. going, oh, and uh, after we wrap this up, I have some ideas I'd like to talk to you oh, about. that's funny. <laughs> oh, like, my God. Never let that guy talk to that's us again. so funny. But so, you got it. Oh, that's a good ending. I like yeah. that. So they ended up paying me and it was all good. And, you know, I tried. I mean, I felt pretty satisfied. But now that my book's coming out, I'm kind of mad at myself because I would have had that whole fan base up there that, you know, yeah. I screwed myself out of by not having a presence up there. <laughs> so. Hey, listen, it'll spread organically. So one other interesting thing um, TV wise is that you ended up, spoiler alert, winning a reality show to be on a reality show. So tell I that did. story. That's a great story that I didn't even know about. I like vaguely remembered it, but not really. Yeah. Uh, well, there was a channel called Fox Reality. I remember. I used to yep. pitch there back in the day. And they had that... Um, Bob Bowden, probably you pitched I don't to. remember the name, but the show that I love that nobody watched on their air was the... Um, Married to like the house husbands of Hollywood. Oh yeah, yeah. remember that? Yeah, I do. Um, was who was the reporter? Juliana. From, yeah, her yeah. husband was on. Yeah, they've been divorced since. They've yeah. probably all been divorced yeah. since. You know, the really are there that many people with reality? I mean, Jessica yeah, and no, divorced. Yeah, Ozzy and they're the only ones I can think well, of. Well, yeah, they've been you know yeah. through it all. Yeah, but no, I no, think it's most hard to people... keep reality show marriages together. Yeah. All the housewives get divorced after a few seasons. They all do. Yeah. (laughs) I I think it's just too much for anybody, really. But I think that it's, I don't think, like you said with your show, I don't think they go, I don't think it's a show that does it. I think think they probably did it. I think there's underlying issues. Absolutely. And I think a lot of them would admit, probably like I do, that when they're on camera, maybe they don't let things slide that they would ordinarily, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm guilty of that because I felt, oh, here's a camera crew here. He's not going to do anything if I... (laughs) (laughs) They'll protect me. (laughs) Not even protect me, but I felt like I could say... Right. He wants to look 
better. He he doesn't want to look like a complete asshole. Right. Which he did anyway. Right. It's like it didn't take much. (laughs) So how did the Fox reality show happen? Okay. So uh, I got this call from a friend who was casting and she's like, oh, there's a show and I want to send you in for it. And so I'm like, oh, awesome. Because, you know, I want a job and like want to take care of my children. So and to me, even though our show was volatile, I still would say I had a good experience. You know, I I did. I I liked what we put out there. I felt like I was represented well. You know, it was very split between male and females. Females sided with me, males sided with Danny. (laughs) Um, But uh, I was totally up to do it again. And plus, I also felt like if I get this show, I have more control because he's not on. I'm not going to be dealing with the crazy lunatic this time. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I ended up getting cast and it was me, Susan Olsen, Tracy Bingham, Kato Kalin, uh, Ryan Starr, Bobby Trendy. She was on American Idol, Ryan okay. Starr. Um, Bobby Trendy and AJ Benza. I think that was the whole AJ. cast, I think. Um, and so I, in a million years, never thought I could win. I really, because I don't have an American Idol fan base. <laughs> I don't have a Baywatch fan base. You were the outlier. I was like, yeah, definitely. But that's me. I'm always a dark horse. People <laughs> never, ever bank on me. And I'm like, you should. You're making I, me. <laughs> I agree. I, it, it's just, you surprise people in I a do. good way. Yeah. I, and and I, I love that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like also when people would meet me in person, they're like, oh my God, you're so much prettier in person. <laughs> And I didn't mind, like, because their expectations were so low (laughs) that when they saw me in person, it was a win-win for me. So So, funny. uh, So anyway, we do the show and everybody had to shoot their idea of what they would put on as the show. And I just gotten out of my marriage. So I shot my life, you know, being a single mom, dating, all that kind of stuff. And just made a complete ass out of myself. I'm not joking. Like I was, I should be really embarrassed, but I wasn't because I was having fun. I'm like, I'm not going to win. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then somehow (laughs) I won. America voted and I won. And it was just the craziest thing. And the funniest thing was no one thought I was going to win. Right. Nobody at all. Including Tracy Kato Kalin, who's oh, like stormed off. Right? Threw such a <laughs> tantrum, like walked off the set, threw this huge tantrum. They had to talk him back on and he was so mad. And the funny thing was, is I really liked him. And I would have been as happy if he won because Aww. I felt like he deserved a break. Yeah. You know, he had a lot of bad breaks, a lot. You know, he was supposed to be cast on Dumb and Dumber, the movie. And that was the week that uh, O.J. killed his wife, which we all know he did. And, and, and Ron Goldman. Yeah. And, and um, you know, of course, they weren't going to cast him now. So no. I kind of felt like he had so many terrible breaks. Yeah. And, he wasn't and, hoping the same for you, apparently. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. <laughs> and Tracy Bingham was sure she was going to win because I guess she had tried to hook up some votes some way from Playboy. I don't know, but it didn't right. count. So... You know, when they put our faces, right, you know, the close like, up. Whatever. And now I'm going, oh, my God, I'm about to be so embarrassed here. I'm going to get my ass kicked and it's going to be really horrible. And when they announced my name, like, you should have seen my face, but you really <laughs> should have seen her face. Like, you know, with that first shocked and then phony. Oh, I'm so happy for right. you. That came afterwards, oh. which I knew she wasn't. Um, so I just couldn't believe that I ended up winning that show. And it was a lot of fun because I had total control. You know, the whole show was how I wanted it to be. There was a little more, uh, current, you know, we set up more things on that show than, you know, Breaking Bonaduce was not set up. Mm, My second show, you know, a little more produced. Yeah. Because who who actually produced it? Natural Nine. Natural Nine Productions. They did the reality, uh, awards. Oh, right. You said that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I don't know what else they did, but I yeah. think they did a lot of programming for Fox Reality. And then the channel went under. Um, I know I had good ratings. I don't know if they were good enough to get a second season. I'm not sure. But, okay. But uh, but anyway, so then I just loved doing it, and I was trying to pitch shows, and I've had so many picked up. Like yeah. I have one now with Core Media. Oh, uh, great. Yeah, but... You know, like we talked about earlier, people get crazy yeah. and things fall apart. So yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Listen, I mean, I do that for a living, right? So you have to put everything against the wall. And even yeah. if a few, you know, if you put 50 things against the wall and two stick, that's a good track record. Exactly. Because it's really hard. To, we were talking it about is. this earlier. It's super hard to sell, mm-hmm. especially in this climate where networks are so, you know, bifurcated and everyone's afraid of not getting a hit. So they're not taking chances. And now the mm-hmm. streamers and the premiums are kind of running the game. Right. You know, it's changing. Yeah. But you would think that would open it up more, that there's more places to take things, but it's just not really the case. Well, and, there's just so many people doing it. And yeah. so the bar is so high in right. terms of, you know, you can't pitch generic concepts. You can't pitch stuff that feels like it's already been out there. Yeah. And so to, you know, to 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 reach that when they're seeing, you know, you might think that you have the best idea in the world, mm-hmm. but these are people that are seeing 50 pitches a day. Right. You know, so it's, it's just, it's I hard. I tell people that when they're like, someone stole my idea. Right. I'm like, do you know, they, they, there are no new ideas. They've heard them all. And if they hear one that they haven't, then you have a shot, but they've heard them all. And, you know, it's just not that easy to come up with something. And now I'm old, which I am. And so I don't know what's going on now. Like with, Anything. Snapchat. You know, no. I mean, I know yet. my kids have them. Yeah. And, you know, but I don't know about I know, any, it's a different yeah. world. Yeah. So for me to go in and go, ha hi, look at me. I'm an old lady and I have ideas. And they're like, uh, no, no, just leave. <laughs> That's, That's kind of how it is now. Yeah. I mean, look, it's definitely <laughs> changed a lot, mm. but I do think there's still opportunities. You just have to kind of. Yeah. You know, I my my old adage from way back when was like, you know, a lot of people had the idea for The Apprentice, but Mark Burnett had Donald Trump. And this was, you know, yeah, before Trump was Trump in that way. But, um, you know, like having that special layer that's going to set it apart. I mean, I just sold a show that's a very simple format show. It didn't take a brain surgeon to come up with it. But I, yeah. I added sort of the layers to the package right. um, with my partners and then with yep. the executive producer that kind of made it like, oh, that we get that. That right. means that we will have access to these A-list people now. Exactly. As opposed to like, hi, you yep. want to make a celebrity cooking show? Every single thing I do now, if I don't have a name person attached, I just say, I'm sorry, I can't. And, <laughs> right. and even now I don't want to because I feel like I have this book. And, you know, I know I'm not crazy. I'll deal with me. And you know. What about, I, I feel a, a, a scripted series coming out of your book. You know what? I'm going to try to sell it as a movie. I have yeah. three people that want to look at it. Um, but I didn't really think about a series. But I kind of see it as sort of a Bridget Jones diary, I, Tanya sort of movie. <laughs> Don't you it. think? Absolutely. After reading the book. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I do have a couple of people interested. Yeah, I mean, and truth is better than fiction, man. Like, that is a I great story. I couldn't make this stuff up. Yeah. I really couldn't make this up and you know it's got Hollywood it's got funny things it's got terrible things like I feel like I covered everything that you could in a life and a book and a series and a movie you do all in one and so where do you see yourself going now like what's what does the next five years look like for you well I really want to leave LA that is my plan yeah and your kids won't be here so you can go wherever I tried to plan it where my son's going to graduate I'll sell my house. Like yeah. that was the smartest thing I did was buy Danny out of our house. Ooh. I don't know if you remember our house in uh, Breaking Where? Bonaduce. It's like 
I the don't most remember beautiful. It. Where is it? Las Feliz. Okay. And uh, it's an old Hollywood nice. mansion that we totally restored. So it'll be worth a lot now. Yeah. So I bought him out and, you know, there isn't a job I could have had that would have made me what I've made on this house. Fantastic. So, so I've been sitting on it, yeah. you know, sacrificing a lot. Like my kids are like, how come we can't you know, go to Bali first class? I'm like, because right. mommy this doesn't house. have money like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so, uh, but I've been waiting and now, you know, I since you graduate to the south, or where no, are you thinking? You know what? Um, I don't know. Like, I will be able to go anywhere I want, yeah. and that's the beauty. I mean, I thought about buying a vineyard because I love wine. I'm like, why not? Yeah. Uh, I mean, even I have my wine purse here because I couldn't find my other one. It has a secret pocket. Oh and my god! It comes out so you can. <laughs> oh, that's great. Not great for audio, but very cool. <laughs> no, just so you can see. Yeah, I like, like I it. love wine. I'm thinking, oh, yeah. a vineyard. But everyone that I know that has them are like, you need five million to make a million. Wow. I can't I can't make a mistake like that. No. So I'm thinking of B and B or a wine tasting, you know, but I want to have a business, so I have a job and right. I have jobs for my kids in yeah. case something, you know, happens. But you know, LA is such a young town. I do not mm-hmm. want to be the pathetic old lady <laughs> hanging on to showbiz. Like there's yeah. nothing more sad than I that, right? You. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Do you have a boyfriend? I do have a boyfriend. Um, I don't talk about my situation only because okay. he wants his privacy. Is it, and is it a happy like, situation? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, we've been together on and off for 10 years, so oh, wow. pretty happy. Okay. Yeah. And then will he move with you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, he's good. on board. He wants to leave, too. But I just, the traffic's so bad. It's, it's so bad. expensive. I just want to find a tiny little town yeah. where I can pull up somewhere and park my car <laughs> and it's free to park and, you know, walk to a restaurant and not have to wait for 10 hours. Yeah. I mean, I just won't anymore. I I barely I go anywhere in this right. town <laughs> other than my neighborhood because, you know. Well, you I, live in a good neighborhood, too. I do. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't live there now. I rent it out for oh, uh, okay. TVs. And, or, oh, um, yeah. Um, for like movies and TV and uh, commercials, so oh, so good yeah, idea. Yeah, no, is I'm it, not stupid. Again, yeah. I, I like go. Okay, I can buy this. It's gonna yeah. wipe me out. I can't live here, right? But I'll just rent it out, and so that's what I did. So I live in Glendale, but that's great. I love Glendale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Glendale too. Yeah, but I want a, a simple life. I just want to find maybe take my hair extensions out one day. Maybe I'm not sure. Not on that quite one. ready for that. Yeah, <laughs> no. that's a big. That's a bigger step than moving out yeah, of LA. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just be, you know, have a nice life for the rest that I have left. That sounds nice. Doesn't it? sounds it? very relaxing. Yeah. I want to, you know, make yeah. people food because I love to cook. You so do. I'll make breakfast for everybody in the morning at the B&B Ooh, and then they're like on their that. own. And yeah. so I think I'm going to go that direction. But whatever I do, it's going to be a business. So the show will be called Gretch in I-N-N. Oh, I love that. There you I go. love that. You don't even have to pay me for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, um, I'm sure no one would be interested because I have tried every angle with me. No, I was thinking... Well, what about following someone who's launching a book? Like, that could be an interesting, yeah. you know. That's a tough one, though. Oh, because, well, everyone has said no. Believe me. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's not, like, super visual. Do you no. know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's, but it's hard. Like, I'm going to yeah. have to bust my You're rear gonna be and get at, on shows yeah. and, you know, pull all the strings that I can with everyone I've ever met to yeah. try to get me on Dr. Phil again or right. whoever. And. You know, but I, I really want people to read my story because I think it's a fun story. You know, I I never when people go, oh, were you trying to write a tell? I'm like, no, that just sounds mean. You know, and when you if right. that's your intention off the bat. No, it doesn't come off no, like that. No, I wanted to write so a everyone, funny, fun book. Everyone should buy the book. Say the name of the book again so I don't get it wrong. Uh, the book is called Surviving Agent Orange and Other Things I Learned from Being Thrown Under the Partridge Family Bus.
Yes. It's and it's it's a really quick fun read. I have to say I read it in two days. Um, and it's it's very funny. And, and you were the first person to read it. I know. I was very honored, very honored. And thank you for allowing me to read it. Oh, I am so happy because I was so scared what someone was going to think. And the fact that you like the book and think it's funny, then that's everything Aww, to me. Well, I, I appreciate it. You've been a, such a good guest. And thank you for being so open and, and just sharing everything about your life with us because it's really, I know it's not the easiest thing. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, it's hard because I don't want to, you know, hurt people's feelings. That's what not. makes it difficult. Like yeah. I want to tell my story, yeah. but I don't want people to be mad. Yeah. But then what can I do? No, it's hard to please everyone all the time. <laughs> I have learned that lesson. Yeah, yeah, and you thanks, really can't. Thank you for being here, Gretchen. Thank you so much for having me. So much fun. 